motherhood, and work. There isn't a right way or best way to juggle these, despite what you've heard or been told. No, really, there's not. Part-time work has been the best fit for me and my family, but it's tough to navigate any gray area of motherhood when you don't fit neatly in a box. My name is Tiana Fesh, and welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast, where we are going to build conversation and community around swinging motherhood and work in a way that works best for us and our families. No matter your path, it's an adventure with highs, lows, and in-betweens. Let's explore together. Welcome to the Part-Time Juggle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to be here with our guest today, Devin Karchat, a mom and pediatric physiotherapist from Timbernook of Greater Calgary. She has some amazing insights to share with us today about how she has taken her passion for the great outdoors and made this a huge part of her motherhood work juggle. Thank you so much for joining me today, Devin. Thanks for having me. Before we get started, I would love to more formally introduce you. So I'm going to share your bio. Devin has been a pediatric physiotherapist for 10 years and recently took on a new venture as owner of Timbernook of Greater Calgary, a nature play program for kids. Timbernook programs aim to be transformational rather than informational as the leaders who are all either physiotherapists, occupational therapists, teachers, or environmental educators use their backgrounds in child development, along with the natural world, to inspire deep, meaningful play experiences. Timberduck supports the whole child and empowers children to take risks, use their imaginations, and explore nature. Devin is a champion of outdoor play in the Calgary area. I love that. And has written articles for Calgary's Child Magazine, presented at conferences, and hosted many play events in the community. Timberduck has become Devin's real passion as it brings together everything she loves, children, the outdoors, and play. Combined with her strong background in child development, Timbernook is much more than a job for Devin. I look forward to talking more about that. Devin juggles her work with family life, which includes her awesome husband, an almost six-year-old boy, and her own pursuits of outdoor adventure. She runs, skis, hikes, and camps, and is always rejuvenated by a day in the woods. I can't wait to dive in. (laughs) First of all, to get started, I would love to know, how did you come across and find Timbernook? And I feel like there's a story there. And then how did you make that into your dream job? There is, there is a story. So I always thought, since I was in my 20s, I guess, if I I could combine... um, like health, recreation, the outdoors, and kids into a job, that would be my perfect job. And that was always kind of in the back of my mind. Um, I got into physiotherapy and had this amazing practicum in pediatrics. Um, And that became my love. Um, And so for most of my physio career, I've worked with kids 
So in that role, um, we work closely with occupational therapists and speech um, pathologists as well. And an OT I worked with shared an article with me um, about why kids have trouble sitting still in the classroom. Um, so I read that article and it really resonated with me and it had some information about who wrote it. So I looked into it a bit more and it was Angela Hanscom. And when I actually looked the article up um, online, it was one that had gone viral. Um, so this was kind of one of Angie's first articles that really took off right around the time that Tibernuck was really exploding. So I looked a little bit more about who this Angela person was um, and uh, found some information about Tibernuck, which was her, um, her outdoor play business. So reading more about Timbernuck and reading, Angela has a best-selling book called Balanced and Barefoot. So reading that book and uh, researching a little bit more on Timbernuck, this light bulb went off. Like this was exactly what I had been thinking about for the last 15 years. So um, got in touch with Angela. Um, at this point, Timbernuck was in, in Canada. Um, it was in the States, Australia, New Zealand, um, and just, I think maybe just starting in Australia. So they're a little bit busy. So it wasn't the time um, to move into Canada. So we just kept in touch and I was patient for a couple of years and then the time was right and I took the leap and uh, we were the first um, Timbernook in Canada to open. That's amazing. Huge congrats on that, Devin. <laughs> and it's so wonderful that you were able to have that moment where you found that perfect thing that aligned with the things that you're so interested in and passionate about. And how have you made that work with your family? Because I know you've got a super busy family life and you're a family that likes to get out and do things. So how have you made that work with being a mom? Um, one of the benefits to Timbernook is I actually bring my son with me. Um, so he's been coming to pretty much every Timbernook session that's ever happened. He calls himself the junior counselor. Um, so I really like that I can bring him and everyone that I've hired to help me. Uh, they're all moms and they all, um, they don't always bring their kids, but they have the option to bring their kids along with them. And that's kind of a unique <laughs> feature. I know that these women, they're so incredible who are working with me. And I know that if they couldn't bring their kids, it would make it very hard for them to do this job. So um, I bring my son with me, which is helpful. Um, and then I also have a real job as a physiotherapist, um, which has been amazing. And um, the place I was working, they're quite flexible with hours and that sort of thing. Um, but still, I have certain... Um, like when you're working from some, for someone else, you have more restrictions on your time. So just recently, I resigned from my position there. And now that I'm kind of choosing what I do, I can choose when I do it. So I'd make it work around my son's kindergarten schedule and my husband's schedule. Um, and it just seems like it can be a better, better balance. That's amazing. And it's so nice that um, even with the moms that you're working with, that they have that option too, because 
with our kiddos and trying to coordinate all the things that go with being a mom, it can be tricky. So that's amazing that you've been able to make that work. Um, And then also, I wanted to ask you about, you know, with Timberduck, I know you're so passionate about the importance of that creative, unstructured play for kids, just in terms of their own well-being and development. And with the whole juggling things with kids, I found that as uh, my own kids get older, things get so busy and it's so easy to get overwhelmed by extracurricular activities and school responsibilities. And then maybe a little bit of just looking around and trying to keep up with what other families are doing. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that increasing pressure on parents to get their kids reading earlier and specializing in sports early and doing all the homework? How does, how do you see that? What are your thoughts? Um, I have strong thoughts on that. And I think everyone has their own opinions on that sort of thing. So I don't want to say that one way is wrong. Um, I mean, as a kid, I, I grew up doing lots of activities and, um, was really into sports. So I, I don't think that extracurriculars are bad. What worries me is, um, like early specialization and just, like you can't sign up to play soccer one night a week. You have to sign up to play soccer four nights a week. Um, so it just seems like when you add all these things to a kid's plate above school, there's just very little time left to just be. Um, and that free play time is so, so valuable, especially, um, I was going to say especially in the early years, but it, that's not true. It, it's always important. There's so many things that um, – can be worked on and developed in that time when no one is telling you what to do. Um, so like with the early specialization in sports, I guess as like a physiotherapist, the concern would be around um, injury and not developing your gross motor skills in a holistic way. So you're, you're always moving in one, um, one specific way and using the same muscles Um, If you compare that to like going and running around in the woods where you're moving in all sorts of directions, um, kids who play outside in um, like a wooded area are getting a lot, actually a lot more um, variety of movement than say at um, like a soccer practice or a t-ball practice. So um, for overall gross motor development, and Wayne Gretzky is the biggest promoter of this, um, play lots of sports, do lots of things um, to be a well-developed athlete or just um, to have well-developed gross motor skills. Um, I mean, I feel the pressure to, like, you hear all the moms that have other kids signed up for, like, all these extracurriculars and you wonder if your child is missing out. Um, but I think if we put more emphasis on what kids are getting from that downtime, um, people might think about it a little bit differently. So uh, there's a there's a teacher. I don't know if it was a Calgary teacher or not, but that in their classroom had boredom time, and it was like he didn't tell his kids what to do. He might give them some materials, but they had this block of time to be bored, and they would come up with these amazing games and ideas of what to do with their time um, because they actually had time to think. So I think. 
the big worry is that if we schedule every minute of our kids' days, they're when they have time, when someone's not telling them what to do, they're going to look around waiting for someone to tell them what to do and they're not going to be able to come up with, up with their own ideas. I, I love creative play and I, I find our older two kids play hockey and I find that keeps us pr- pretty busy and our youngest does piano and gymnastics, but I can see how much they do love that downtime and mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll say that they're bored and I'll say, well, if they can't come up with anything, I can certainly come up with a job that they can do. And it's amazing what they come up with, even things with a box or some sort of creative idea outside. So I think maybe it's sort of a mix. That's the right answer. I think because you look at, you know, team sports and all the amazing things that you can learn from being on a team and overcoming adversity and working towards a goal. So um, I think there's tons that we get, can be gained from that. And obviously there's great benefits from learning a musical instrument. Um, I think it's just about balance. Um, like if we as parents are feeling burnt out running around with our kids to all these things, like they probably are feeling that way too. Um, so it's hard. And then, you know, I have like people who hear, hear me say stuff like that and they're like, oh, if I sign my kid up for a program like Timbernuck, am I just like not giving them another thing to do on their schedule? Which is like a very good point. But then our the way that we kind of structure Timbernuck is, is exactly so it doesn't feel like a whole another activity. Um, so it's based around giving them some time and space to actually think about what they want to do. Um, I, d- I still remember as a kid being like so relieved on a day where I didn't have ballet or soccer or whatever after school, even though I loved those things, but it was just like, Oh, I can just do whatever my little brain and body need to do that day. And it just felt very freeing. So. I agree. I think I see that our kids have picked activities that they love, but they also seem to really value that downtime and truly like a day where they can just hang out at home in their pajamas sometimes or just be outside doing whatever they want. Um, Camping, when we go camping and that, all the creativity that comes out of that experience is amazing. So yeah, it's nice to have options, I guess, and kind of find what uh, works best, but giving kids that time to be creative and being bored is not such a bad thing. Not at all. And like with the pressure to, you know, do everything early, like even there, like you got to skate by the time you're three and you got to ski by the time you're two and all these things like, and the reading pressure, like we just need to relax and like all of our kids will be potty trained eventually. And all of our kids will learn to read eventually. And like we put our son on skis at two but it was for us not for him and he was not into it and it wasn't very productive and now he's almost six and he's great and you know what if we would have waited till he was six he probably would be skiing exactly the same as he is now so um I think we get caught up in this race to get our kids to do things first and if everyone around us has a kid who's biking at four then what's wrong with our kids that they're not biking 
for. But absolutely uh, it nothing. Doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, I think that's so true. And I mean, it's so interesting because we can get so busy with our kids sort of finding those things that they're passionate about and sort of pursuing those things outside of their school time and that. But I know as moms, it can be so hard to find that me time and Mm -hmm. that time to fill your own bucket and do the things that you love as a mom. So I know I talked a little bit about um, some of your interests in your bio, but what are your passions outside of work and your amazing family? And how do you fit those in? And how do you feel when you're able to fit those things in your life? Um, yeah, so being active is, it's like not an option for me. I'm not myself if I'm not um, if I'm not active, I'm very grumpy and it's just not good for anyone. Um, so I wake up pretty early to exercise. Um, I find if I do it first thing in the morning, then it will always happen no matter what else happens in the day. So, um, morning exercise, um, I just like do it in my basement. It's not very glamorous. Um, but if I can get outside for a run during the day and get some fresh air, that's like three hours of therapy for me right there. It's so good. And then um, I played hockey as a kid, but I've started playing in a ladies league again just the last couple of years. Um, and I really love um, like the social part of that and being part of a team and getting on some aggression. So um, and just making sure I stay connected with my friends. So um both doing things with friends like with our kids and then those odd times so we can get away with just the adults and actually talk is pretty great as well um so yeah I would say those are um my big ones and then just getting outside whether that's um does something in the city um or getting out to the mountains we have a little camper van or a big camper van so just um getting away and disconnecting for a couple of days. No, I think that's so good. I I totally agree. I find when I make time for myself and make sure I'm making time to do the things that I want to do and sort of help to fill me up and connecting with special people in my life and having some kid-free time, I find that it's kind of a win-win. I think our kids benefit from that as well. It helps yeah. me to be more patient with them. Yeah, especially exactly. during those trying times that occur from time to time. Yeah. Um, and I was hoping because uh, here at the Part-Time Jungle, we like to keep things real. Motherhood is tough. And sometimes I think as moms, we look around and we feel like everyone else has things way more together than we do. Do you by chance, have you ever had like a mummy mess up that you'd be willing to share with us? So have you ever made a mistake or some, is there something you wished you would have done differently or a learning opportunity you've had as a mom that you would be willing to share with us? So many. I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> um, I always like make sure to name my mistakes like in front of my son. So like, he knows that even adults make mistakes. So we talk about things I mess up on all the time. <laughs> um, 
but like looking back on things, I think I, in the earlier part of his life was so, so like hyper aware of what everyone thought instead of trusting my own instincts. Um, so one thing that I do really regret and wish I could do over was, um, my son was in a day home for like a year, year and a half when he was between two and three. And we picked it because it was convenient and it was bright and shiny and had this nice, like nice renovated playroom and it, everything just looked so, it just looked great. And it had this big outdoor space. And um, so on optics, it was perfect. So we went with it. Um, but it was missing the most important part. And that was like loved because when you think about a two or three year old, really, they just need to be around someone who loves them. So that was very lacking and I knew it. Um, and it bothered me every time when I dropped him off there that I was, it wasn't, it was, it was a safe place and it was fine. Um, but I think, you know, there's some day homes or daycares you go and look at and they're a little rough around the edges, but just like overflowing with love. But sometimes you have a hard time seeing past the, the you know, like the rough around the edges. So I think if I would have been thinking about what was really important to me and how the place made me feel, I would have made a different decision. Um, and then just keeping him there because I don't know, I guess it was easy or I don't know I wish so I wish we wouldn't have gone to that place in the first place or I would have taken him out and trusted my instincts a little bit more but um yeah that would be one of my mistakes that I regret well that is so nice of you to share that because I think um child care and sort of trusting others with our children is so tough in general and I'm I can speak for myself in saying that you are not alone in having um, struggled with with that and finding that right place in your right, like that that love piece and knowing that your your children are going to be cared for and loved where they are and trying to figure out that piece in light of everything else that we're doing as well is so, so tough. So thank you yeah. for sharing that. <laughs> Talking with friends and stuff, that's like the biggest stress is like the childcare piece. So, yeah, I don't know if there's like any easy answer, but yeah, I think just trusting your instincts. I wish I would have trusted my instincts more. And yeah, you know your kid best. And yeah. Well, your little and guy is loved by many. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, he's doing great. Um, and before we wrap things up, I also just wanted to check and see if you had any final thoughts or words of wisdom for any of the moms or anyone who is listening uh, who are looking perhaps for some inspiration or support with their own mom work juggles. Is there something that you could offer them or share with them? Yeah, and I don't know, not that I have it all figured out or whatever, but I feel like I like the direction that I'm moving in and I guess what I've realized with working different jobs and different amounts of uh, hours um, is that when I'm doing something that I'm really passionate about 
I don't feel guilt, I guess. When I was going to do a job that I was, that it was just a job, I felt more conflicted with um, how I was spending my time. I guess I've always wanted to work and be home a little bit, but um, yeah, when I'm doing something that truly is my passion and um, really like builds me up as a person, I know that I'm yeah, I know that I'm able to be a better mother and I don't feel as much of a, like that I'm getting pulled in a million directions that I can feel, I can just go and do my job and feel good about uh, doing it because I know, um, yeah, it's filling me up. Um, so I, I don't know, advice, I guess, to like think about those things that really make you passionate, like the things that you could read about forever and listen to podcasts about forever and talk about forever. Like I could talk about kids and nature and playing for eternity and read every book that was ever written. Um, and then, yeah, I guess if you can turn that into a job, then everything will probably feel a bit better. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> That's such a good note to end on today. Um, and Devin, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your stories and ideas and knowledge with us. If our listeners want to learn more about you and Timbernook of Greater Calgary, where are the best places to find you? Um, well, we have a Facebook page, um, just Timbernook of Greater Calgary, where we uh, have all our updates about programs and cool things that are happening. Um, we are on Instagram, Timbernook Calgary. And our website is www.timbernook.com. Fantastic. I'll make sure to include uh, your contact information and social media information in our show notes. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today, Devin. That was so appreciated. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Part-Time Jungle and on my website, www.theparttimejungle.com. I would love if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. See you next time where we will continue to explore the motherhood jungle together.